0: to you, Lord. Oh, because we just want to praise your name. We just want to glorify you. Oh, and Lord, we thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. So, Lord, we hope that our offering of worship and praise makes you smile. Here's our worship. Take joy. My my life to you, I present my my heart to you. Sing that with me. Here's my worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling place. I want to. To you. To you. I present, my heart, to present you. my heart to you. Oh, let's sing that again. Here's my worship. See, Here's, here's my, my worship. worship. Take joy in it. Take joy in it. Make it your dwelling me. place. Next part says, here's my worship. Say here's my worship. Smile. Here's my life, Lord. Smile. Sing it with me, everybody. Yeah. Here's my worship. make a joyful noise. Say, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. Oh, here's my life, Lord. Smile. Oh, here's my my worship. It just a little bit. Say, here's my, here's my worship. Here's my worship. Smile. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Here's oh. oh, one more time, same thing. Here's my worship. Lord I praise to you, God. join in with us one time say "Oh." Oh, oh Glorify you, Lord. Oh, 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 oh. oh, here's my worship. Mm-hmm. Lord, take joy in you. Yes, yes. Oh, make it your dwelling place. Make it personal. Join with me. So I present. I present my Every day, Lord, my life, life to you. And I present my heart. I present my, my heart, heart to you. Heart Oh, one more time. I present my life. I present my life to you. Oh, well, last time I present.
1: his holy name. We want you to think with us for just a few minutes from this subject, provision in temptation. Provision in temptation. Temptation comes from a Greek word whose literal meaning is a solicitation to do evil, an invitation and enticement to rebel against the will of God. It is the challenge of one's spiritual character or integrity. Sometimes temptation is individual. Sometimes it is collectively. But always, temptation comes from two places. It comes from Satan, and it comes from self. Temptation is a collaboration between the devil and our own indwelling propensity to rebel. James confirms this for us when he writes, when you are tempted, you shouldn't say, God is tempting me. God can't be tempted by evil, and God doesn't tempt anyone. But your own evil longings tempt you. They lead you on and drag you away. When they are allowed to grow, they give birth to sin. And when sin has grown up, it gives birth to death. I need you to hear that today. Temptation is a joint effort. It involves us Teaming with Satan to rebel against God. It involves us teaming with Satan to rebel against God. And let me tell you something if you team up with anybody, it's hard to say with any integrity or honesty that you love the one that you're teaming up against. It's hard to say I love the Lord and I hate the devil if you're teaming up with the devil against the Lord. Nobody believes that Rebecca and Jacob were showing love when they teamed up against Isaac and Esau to take something that didn't belong to them. Nobody believes that Abraham and Sarah were showing love when they teamed up against Pharaoh and lied about who Sarah was. Nobody believes that Aaron and Miriam were showing love when they teamed up to turn the people against their brother Moses. Nobody believes that Samballot and Tobiah were showing love when they conspired to kill Nehemiah. Nobody believes that Judas and the Sanhedrin were showing love when they conspired to kill Jesus. And in the same way, nobody seriously believes that you love the Lord if you're teaming up with the devil to rebel against God. And that's what you're doing when you're yielding to temptation. Now, some somebody's going to say, "Well, Rev, what what can I do? I I can't help it. I'm I'm only human. I can't do no better than what I'm doing." Well, you know there's a hymn that tells you what you can do. Ask the Savior to help you. Comfort strengthen, and keep you he's willing to aid you and he will carry you through Paul was was dealing with this when he writes to the church at corinth he he actually writes for two reasons first, he wants to correct false doctrine that had crept into the church but second he wants to promote church unity see the church at corinth was a culturally mixed church there there were a good number of non-jews in the church but there was also a significant number of jewish converts to christianity in the church and this explains how Paul starts this discussion in resisting temptation. You go back and look at the first verses of chapter 10. Paul talks about the cultural history that he shared with the Jewish converts to Christianity. And perhaps because of that shared history, Paul was in a unique position to minister to this matter of temptation. Now, church, let me say this in passing. The most effective ministry is one where we take the time to learn something about the culture of those we are seeking to serve. One of the most effective things about Paul was that Paul was willing to expose himself to the culture and to the history of the people he was seeking to serve. You go back and read what he writes in the ninth chapter. He talks about that. He says, I have entered their world and tried to experience things from their point of view. I've become just about every kind of servant there is in my attempts to lead those that I meet into a God-saved life. And then Paul tells us why he does this. I do it because of the message. I don't just want to talk about it. I want to be in on it. One of the reasons why so many African Americans in white-led churches are lost is because church leadership is trying to assimilate you into their culture. They're trying to retrain you to their way of thinking and acting and singing and serving rather than follow the pattern of Paul and immerse themselves into our culture. Yes, we all serve the same Jesus, but depending on our culture, our view of Jesus is very different. And if you want to do more than just attend worship, if you want to be the church that Jesus intended for you to be, then you need to be in a church where the leadership appreciates your culture. Paul understood both the Jewish and non-Jewish aspects of the Corinthian church, and because of this, he was able to diagnose their spiritual problem and offer a spiritual solution. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is God will never let you down. God will never let you be pushed past your limit. God will always be there to help you through it. In this word, Paul declares three things about our temptation and struggles that are tremendously instructive for us. First, Paul tells us that the experience of temptation is common to all of us. You are tempted in the same way that all other human beings are are tempted, And, and, and let's be clear. Paul is not giving us an excuse to give in to temptation. He's not saying that since this is a common experience, since we all have the same problem, we should just accept it as our fate. You know how y'all do. Y'all talk about uh, I've always been this way and I'm always going to be that way. I, 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 that, 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 that's not what Paul is doing here. What Paul is saying is that our temptations are never unique to us. They're common to all of us our case ain't that different from somebody else's case that allows us to say that it's an excuse for us and you can't say my situation is different my lie is different my infidelity is different my lust is different my greed is different you have to be big enough to own up to your own weaknesses You ain't going through nothing that ain't nobody else gone through. Your problems ain't so special that that, that you can use that as a reason for why you did what you did. Paul warns us about the commonality of our temptations. But then he points to the fidelity of God as our solution to the temptation problem he tells us that the environment of our temptation is under god's control god is faithful he will not let you be tempted any more than you can take the promise here is god will not let you be tempted beyond what you are able to handle God knows your weaknesses. God knows the things that control your lives and your fears and your desires. God knows the level of your spiritual maturity or immaturity, as the case may be. And God knows all the particulars of our lives at any given moment. And he guards us against temptation that we can't handle. Well preacher if that's true then then why do we keep on sinning because you want to keep on sinning the the, the assurance of, of this verse is that when we fail to handle temptation it ain't because there's a deficiency on God's part it's because we won't take our temptation to God often Our big problem with temptation is that we're either too stubborn or too self-confident to realize that we need to let go and let God. Can I help you with something today? You're weak, but God is strong. You're lost, but God will find you when you remember that the environment of your temptation is under God's control, then you can relieve yourselves of responsibility to fend off temptation in your own strength, and you can simply let go and let God. The hymn writer said, Father, I stretch my hand to thee. No other help. I know. If thou withdraw thyself from me, Oh, whither shall I go? Well, finally, because I know I'm bothering y'all this morning, that's okay. Paul assures us that the escape from temptation is provided by God. But when you are tempted, God will give you a way out so that you can stand up under it. The word that Paul uses here for way out is ekbasin, and it refers to that which is the outcome of the manner of life. Paul is telling us that there is an expected outcome from practicing godly character. There is an anticipated result of a closer walk with God. There is an expected harvest for those who spend their lives sowing in the word of God. The harvest of spiritual maturity. Paul is saying that our way out is not having temptation snatched away from us. If that were the case, then he wouldn't have said so that you can stand up Under it. No, Paul is telling us that we can bear up under temptation and not sin if we learn how to rely on the power of God. A necessary part of victory over temptation is not escaping temptation, but fighting through temptation and learning from the struggle, overcoming the setbacks, getting up. When you've been knocked down, being angry and not sinning, learning to forgive those who hurt us and love those who hate us. One of the problems today is that we want quick and easy solutions without the pain and discipline of growth. But part of our spiritual maturity is learning how to handle the struggle. So Paul says God will give us a way out. Tell me what that means, preacher. It means that we must not seek solutions outside of God's will. We have to be willing to fight through our temptations and to be victorious over our temptations in ways that are outlined in God's word. Now, here's the problem that some of y'all have. You ain't got no word in you to help you deal with with your temptation you got slogans you got a bumper sticker theology but you don't have any word can I tell you that you can't draw from a well that you ain't got nothing in you got to put something in if you expect to get anything out there is a word to help you Deal with temptation if you're willing to invest in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I am the way, the truth, and the light. no one comes to the father but by me love your enemies bless those who curse you do good to them that hate you pray for them that use you and persecute you in this world you will have tribulation but be of good cheer I have overcome the world if you trust in me and if you lean on me and if you depend on me if you stay rooted in me and my word abides in you then you can ask what you will and it shall be done for you god has made a way of escape you don't have to do what the devil is leading you to do you don't have to follow what the crowd wants you to do you can take your burden to the lord you can put it in the lord's hands you can trust him and god will make a way for you i like to say he's able he's able 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 to make rough places plain able to make crooked places straight able to bring you out if you just keep your hand in his hand you have help in the midst of temptation and the help is in the Lord don't feel like you have to give up don't feel like you have to give in you can just put it in God's hands and just watch him watch him make a way out of no way well God we thank you for your protection for your empowerment for your provision in the midst of temptation. We thank you for the fact that there's nothing that we're going through that you can't help us come through if we would just stop and fix our eyes upon you. Bless this simple word which has gone forth and may it be a help to those who have heard. And now, Lord, as we open the doors of your church, if there's some man, woman, boy, or girl who needs to yield to the temptation in their life by turning to you. We ask that you would help them to find in you the very present help that they need. We ask in only the name of your son, Jesus, and for his sake we pray. Amen. The doors of God's church are open. Yield not to temptation. Yield. Not to tempt him take. For yielding yeah. is sin For oh, yielding is sin Each victory will help you